You're listening to Rooted and Overflowing. Welcome to this episode of Rooted and Overflowing. I am so excited because this is episode 10. I made it to episode 10. I am thrilled to make this milestone because not many people know that Rooted and Overflowing is actually my second podcast. My first one was Letitia's Loft back in 2016 or 17, and I don't think it got past episode four. So I am thrilled to make episode 10, and I'm looking forward to making many more. Thanks for being on the ride with me. My special guest today is Darina Lazo Gilmore Young, and she's a sister in Christ who is committed to the work the Lord has given her to do. There are two resources from Darina that I'd like to share with you now. The links will be in the show notes. The first is Global Glory Chasers. It's a membership opportunity for people longing to travel with their families right from the comfort of your own home. You will hear about this fun adventure for families in our conversation. Also, Darina shared about a conference she participated in, hosted by Vivian Mabuni, called Someday is Here. Someday is Here is a conference designed to provide community for Asian American women to grow in faith and culture. Access to the sessions is still available, and the link is also in the show notes. So without further delay, listen in on my conversation with Darina Lazo Gilmore Young. I'm excited about my special guest today. Her name is Darina Lazo Gilmore Young. Darina has written a devotional along with her husband, and you'll get to know her as she shares her story of resilience and faith. Darina has several encouraging projects coming up that I'm sure you will really want to hear about. She and I met through Entrusted Women, a beautiful community of women of color who are Christian communicators, and I'm excited to talk with her today. So, Darina, Welcome to Rooted and Overflowing. Letitia, thank you so much for inviting me. It's a joy to be here. Oh, the joy and pleasure is mine. You have so many impressive opportunities and projects that the Lord has blessed you to spearhead. I'd like for you to get our conversation started by telling us who are you and what do you do? Thank you. Yes, I am a daughter of the King. First and foremost, I am an author and a podcaster like yourself. I have a podcast called Walk, Run, Soar, and I also am a mom of three girls. I'm married to Sean. We live in Central California, and some of my sort of favorite things. I'm also a foodie and I love to run. Running is both my exercise and my therapy, which also inspired my most recent book. I know we're going to talk about that later. And I do a little bit of spoken word on the side. I love poetry and prose. Nice. I am not a runner. Um, At best, I'm a walker, but I really love how you and your husband are able to take the concept of running and apply it to our faith. So to that end, what is Walk, Run, Soar all about? Well, Walk, Run, Soar actually started as a book project that was published in September of 2020. So still pretty recent. My book baby is only, you know, six or seven months old. And my husband, Sean, and I worked on this project together. It was kind of fun. We both have been athletes throughout our lives. We've been runners and we've been coaches. And I have always loved 
all the references in the Bible to running the race and persevering and even walking in the way that Jesus walked with his disciples, with his followers. He didn't, you know, ride in a limousine. He was a humble man who led by walking. And so that's a little bit of the inspiration for my devotional book. I actually, I do run often and the way that this was birthed, a seed was planted a couple of years ago because whenever I go out on a run, I feel like God gives me a scripture or he shows me something in creation that just is a comfort and encouragement to my spirit. And I got in the habit of actually sharing some of those reflections on Facebook through social media. And then as time passed, people were saying, oh, I love these posts. I'm encouraged by these posts. And I had a couple friends who said, you should write a book about this. And then my agent who really encouraged me, hey, you're getting so much feedback on this. I think it's an important thing that you could really pursue. And there's not a lot out there for Christian runners and walkers. And so that's a little bit of the journey of how Walk Run Soar came to be. Certainly. And if I may, how did you decide to make it a devotional and a 52-week devotional? Most times we hear about daily devotionals, but I like the idea of a 52-week devotional. How did that come about? I love that question. Yeah, actually, this devotional is maybe a little bit different than what you might have on your shelf or you've been accustomed to because we set it out as also a journal. So for people who are walking or running or getting in the habit of exercising, there's a chart at the end of each devotional where they can chart their miles for the week. And there's some inspirational quotes and a coaching tip from my husband, Sean, who's a professional coach. So that is coupled with the kind of inspirational devotion that I've written, which is more story driven and scripture driven. So those come together and, you know, really people can read it if they wanted to. They could do 52 days in a row. They could do it once a week or we have some friends who have done it as a group, a running group or a walking group where they'll maybe read it two or three times a week, and then they'll discuss it. So you can make it your own, but we decided to do 52 weeks so that it could go through the cycle of a year if a person chose. I really like that. I like how the reader is going to be able to make it a part of their life. They will not have to separate the activity of walking or running from their actual walk with the Lord. So it's very unique, and I wish you great success with Walk, Run, Soar. Thank you so much. Yes. Now, um, Darina, tell us, how did you get to this point? What is Darina's story? Oh, wow. There's so much I could tell. Um, but by the grace of God is how I got to this point for real. (laughs) (laughs) And a little bit about my story. Um, I grew up in Chicago, South side of Chicago. I am from a multiracial home. So my mom's side of the family is Italian and Jewish. My dad's family is predominantly Filipino, but also Chinese, Polynesian and African as well. A little bit of roots in there that are African. And I grew up in this family where we really celebrated being from different cultures. My mom was a teacher. She taught cultures of the world. And so we grew up with lots of different types of food, dances, books, you know, movies, things that were inspired by those different cultures. And then I went to college in Michigan at Calvin University and then ended up moving out here to Central California after college. So 
that's kind of my early years. Um, I worked as a newspaper reporter and then I ended up pursuing some mission work in the country of Haiti. And that's actually where I met my late husband, Eric Lee. Um, we were married in 2003 and he and I helped start a nonprofit organization in Haiti where his grandparents had been missionaries. So there was a lot of legacy in his family with that. Um, and you know, a part of my story that was definitely uphill and a turn that I never expected is that my husband went to heaven in 2014. He died of cancer. So you heard me talk about my husband, Sean. So I'm remarried. Sean and I have been married for five years and my daughters are now ages nine, 12 and 14. It is so amazing to see the faithfulness of God in different parts, in different spaces in our lives. And so, you, again, you have a beautiful family and a beautiful legacy that you began with your late husband. What is the most rewarding part of your journey that's brought you up to this point? Ooh, that's such a good question. The most rewarding. I think it's just knowing that even though I've been through some really hard things and obviously a difficult grief journey and losing my husband and helping my children navigate the loss of their daddy, I know that through those hardships, through those kind of metaphorical uphill times of our lives, that God has drawn me close and that he has been faithful to me. And so he has provided for me, not just physically and through resources, but emotionally and spiritually, he's surrounded me with community. And I believe that, you know, God sends us Emmanuel, his presence. And so he is present with us through people and friendships and community and family. I'm so grateful for that. And then even out of that community came my husband, Sean, who was a dear friend of Eric Lee and mine for many years. We prayed over him. He was our single guy friend who would always come and visit us. <laughs> I would make him dinner. He would stay with us. And Eric Lee, my husband, would pray for him and his future wife. And so part of the redemption of our story is knowing that my late husband actually was praying for me all those years and how God provided um, just through that friendship and through those prayers. Wow. Do you know if the Lord has it on the radar for you to write a book about your story, that part of your story? Oh, that's such a good question. Yes, that's <laughs> definitely in the works. Um, I don't have a contract for it yet, but I have a couple publishers who are who are looking at that. And I have written a Bible study called Glory Chasers, which really does kind of bring people through the narrative of my story, but then it invites them to think about their own story and how God invites us to be glory chasers, to chase after his glory and to tell about his story of glory to others. And so I think we all have that opportunity. Um, and I'm hoping that I get to write a nonfiction book about my story one day as well. Fantastic. Now is um, glory chasers, is it coming out soon? Actually, it's been out um, since 2015. It's available on Amazon. And that was really the first uh, writing that I did after my husband's death. And I've had the privilege of teaching that Bible study. Oh goodness. More than a dozen times there's teaching videos that people can do the Bible study on their own. And I do travel and speak at women's events and retreats and share that message of glory chasers. 
Fantastic, fantastic. And are there any other projects coming up surrounding Glory Chasers? Well, we have kind of an exciting thing that we're doing with our family that is actually a membership. It's called Global Glory Chasers. And this is in partnership with my friend, Lucretia Berry. She is the founder and director of Brownicity, which is another organization. And she's really working towards educating people in racial reconciliation and educating about racial history in our country. So I'm partnering with her on this. But what my family has done is we've developed this program where people can become members and every month they get to travel um, just sort of virtually with us to a different country. And then we explore the culture of that country. We give recommendations of movies and music. We have a little family video where we show you how to make some recipes, whether it's from Italy or from Ethiopia or from the Philippines. And so it's kind of a fun way that people can still travel in this day and age. Travel is difficult, especially with the pandemic. There have been a lot of things that have been shut down or maybe just don't have the financial means, but really want to learn more about that culture. And so that is what Global Glory Chasers is all about. Well, I will be excited to check that out because the exploration of other countries, whether in person or virtually, is I'm sure that will be an exciting adventure for families. When you spoke about the project with Dr. Barry, I'm always inspired when I hear women coming together um, to collaborate and serve other women with resources and encouragement. And it just seems that the times that we're in now um, is they're just dictating the need for intentional conversation around social issues. And there's a great need for the church to speak on some of the social issues that we're facing. So I wish you great success on this as well. Yeah, I love collaborating and I really want to honor the work that Dr. Barry has done. Um, I know her on a personal level because we both write for a site called Encourage um, so I know her as Lucretia, but then my family actually took a course from her um, through her platform, Brownicity, last fall. And it was so meaningful because we were learning about the history of different people groups here in the United States and especially people of color and their plight, their suffering, things that they have learned and they have endured. And my my daughters took it with us. And so we were really impressed by Dr. Barry as a teacher, as someone who was inviting us to learn about other people. And so that's part of why we were so excited about building a partnership with her because we really believe with what she's doing with Brownicity. Sure, sure. That is very well needed. And um, I'm looking forward to you know, just the opportunity to share in those materials as well, because there's there's just so much um, happening in our world. And sometimes it can seem like, you know, um, I think the the society thinks that the church doesn't have um, doesn't have a voice for it. And we really do. <laughs> we really do. So I'm encouraged by that project. Now, you talked about Encourage. Um, I am familiar with Encourage. They've done a lot of great work over the years. Um, share about your partnership with them or any upcoming projects that you have um, with Encourage. Yes. So Encourage is a website. It's hosted by Dayspring and Encourage. We have a website where we feature the voices of 
different women, about 30 different women who are storytellers. So I'm a storyteller writer for Encourage. I write a monthly devotional for them. And one of the exciting projects we've had in this last year is that we have begun to launch Bible studies. So over the course of 21 and 22, we are releasing eight Bible studies. We've already released the first couple of ones. And even right now, the most recent one that that just came out, it's available on Amazon and all the places is called Courageous Joy. And I had the privilege of not only contributing some stories to this Bible study workbook, but also filming the teaching videos with a couple of my friends from Encourage. So I'm super excited about that project. Oh, that sounds wonderful. I love the name Courageous Joy. Courageous joy. That is because it's so easy to be um, to to fall into the trap and routine, you know, of not being joyful, but to really muster up the courage and determine that we're going to be joyful, even in the midst of everything that's going on. That is a great title. (laughs) Absolutely. And it's a really great study. You know, sometimes we talk about joy and people think, oh, well, this is going to be fluffy and just how we can be happy. But this one goes deep. And, you know, I share a little bit of my grief journey in some of those teaching videos as well. And it's really a challenge that even in these times that are hard, even in our daily lives that have all sorts of challenges, that we can still access joy because we have access to the Holy Spirit. So I love sharing that message and just a little sneak preview. I'm writing a, one of those studies that will be coming out in 2022, which is called create in me a heart of mercy. Um, So that's kind of my next project that is in the works right now. Yes. Oh my goodness. That now that does sound like that will be something very powerful. And I'll tell you, you brought up um, the whole, the, um, the thought that the church can, it, that the fluff that people can kind of perceive the, from the church. And, you know, nothing can be farther from the truth. Love is so powerful. Grace is so powerful. Mercy is so powerful. And the church is powerful. And, you know, and that's something in some of my writing. Um, I really dive in um, on that conversation because there's a quote from um, Martin Luther King. I'm going to paraphrase it, but it talks about how though evil may seem like it's winning now, basically, it's like, you know, in the end, you know, the right righteousness is what is going to prevail. And, you know, and I think I saw recently someone wrote how, you know, okay, there might be small battles, you know, that that are seeming to overtake people, but God wins the war. And, you know, and if you have God, if we when we have God, you know, in our hearts, you know, that love, that grace and that mercy that seems soft, that's the most powerful um, antidote to Um, what's happening in our world. So that is, that is fantastic. Oh yes. You preach it sister. I got to go write that down. What you just said. (laughs) That's the message of my study. I love it. Hey, well, there you go. There you go. Oh my goodness. Well, you know, I tell you, it is so funny. Um, I actually, I recently had a friend to pass And one of the things that she, oh, thank you. Thank you. She was a dear sister in the Lord. And one of the things that she would always say is that, 
you know, there is enough room for all of us to shine for Jesus. It's like, you know, because the message of Jesus, you know, is the same. And, you know, and and it's funny because, you know, as, you know, being a communicator and being in the community and um, entrusted women, you know, we can kind of, what is it, um, imposter syndrome, we can think that, you know, oh, no, you know, I don't really have anything to offer, you know, nobody's going to listen to me. And, you know, they're going to find out that I'm really not the person, you know, who I say that I am. But, you know, the, the, the message of Christ is, is for all of us to share and to um, encourage each other with. Absolutely. And you know, with that too, I just want to say, Letitia, like it's so important for all of us to share that message because the way that you communicate it is going to be nuanced and different from the way that I communicate it. Even Even if we're both say talking about mercy, our stories are unique and the things that God has allowed us to experience, they can affect people in different ways. And so that's why I think it's so important for us to have a diverse narrative where we have lots of different storytellers, lots of different people sharing about how God is moving in our lives and in our world. Definitely. Oh my God, you are telling the truth with that. (laughs) (laughs) It makes a difference. So Dorena, as we close out today, and um, I have certainly enjoyed our time together, enjoyed the opportunity to talk with you. Um, Is there anything else that you have that's coming up on the horizon? Well, I will mention one more thing. I am involved in an online conference that's called Someday is Here, and I love this event. So excited for it. Last year was our inaugural event. We actually got to do it in person in January before things all shut down for the pandemic. But this year we have moved it online so more people can participate. And specifically, this is reaching out to women who are from an Asian American background. In fact, it's it's the only event I've ever been a part of that reaches out to sisters who are Asian American. And if anyone who wants to learn about that cultural background. So I'm going to actually be teaching in the publishing and writing track. We have nine different tracks and you can learn about everything from your faith to racial reconciliation to publishing and writing. And I would love to just invite any listeners who would be interested to check that out. It's started by Vivian Mabuni, and she's also a podcaster and just has a heart for raising up leaders who are women of color and specifically Asian American women. Very nice. What a wonderful opportunity for our Asian American sisters in Christ. That is great. As we prepare to have our conversation today, we did talk about how Rooted and Overflowing is a podcast that empowers women to become confident and resilient in the faith. I would like for you to talk to that woman who is feeling like she doesn't have the confidence to be who she needs to be in the Lord. What would you say to her? You know, I want to just encourage you, and I do this with my runners, my athletes that I coach. I do this with my daughters. I do this with my dear friends, my mama that showing up matters, showing up matters. And so there are times where maybe we don't feel as connected with the Lord. We don't feel like things are going the direction that they should be, but showing up matters. That phrase, what it means is, is really continuing to go to the feet of Jesus, to seek his face. And that is the way that we become rooted 
Otherwise, our roots get real shallow. And if we are always looking to other teachers, other leaders, and we don't spend that time with the Lord in his word, then our roots don't have that chance to grow deep and down into the soil. And so that would be my encouragement to you today is that showing up matters and just taking that first step. You know, sometimes we put so much expectation on ourselves or we feel like we have to do it perfect the way that girl over there is doing it. But when it comes down to it, we are individuals created by God in his image. And if we show up, he will meet us there. Mm, That is beautiful. When we show up, he will meet us there. That is beautiful. Well, Darina, I want to thank you for uh, being my special guest today. Thank you for the great work that you do. There is There are so many resources for women, and it is always a blessing to be able to um, uh, seek out and share and, um, and be blessed by the resources that other women of God are are creating and putting out here to encourage and help um, to help women, um, not just here, but all around the world, all around the world. Absolutely. And I appreciate so much what you're doing through your podcast. We need voices like yours too. So thanks for the invitation, Letitia, to be on your podcast. Oh, well, thank you for being um, a wonderful guest. Thank you. Blessings. Cheering you on, sister. Yes, thank you. Cheering you on as well. Out right now is Walk, Run, Soar. And you can visit Darina and discover the inspiring resources she has available at darinagilmore.com. Thanks for listening to this episode of Rooted and Overflowing. To listen on your favorite app, visit rootedandoverflowing.com. When you're there, you can also click the About tab and gain access to resources that are designed to inspire you in your walk with Christ. When you rate and review the show on your favorite app, it helps me to make sure I'm sharing information that's helpful. So let me know how I'm doing and invite a friend to listen. Until next time, stay rooted in Christ and overflow with gratitude.